Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, July 27, 2021. Stand up for your country. Now, there's one story I'm not going to cover tonight. It's the uh, hearing, the opening hearings of Nancy Pelosi's committee on the Capitol riot. And the reason I'm not covering it is because I don't have enough information to put the story into context. Let me explain. It's important. So all three of the cable news uh, networks, they took it live. And you had police officers, Capitol Police officers, saying how poorly they were treated. In one case, the guy, um, a black guy, said, hey, they called me this name and that name. And it was, they were obscene names. And it went out uh, over uh, the cable systems. Now, I don't object to that. I'm not objecting to anybody telling the nation what happened to him or her. All right. But I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who that police officer is. He's not been vetted in any way. And he's been selected by Nancy Pelosi. So I'm a little suspicious. There's no meaningful cross-examination. I mean, there are Republicans on the panel, but you, what are you going to go? Say, you did, they didn't say that to you? You can't do that. But we don't know if the individuals testifying are Trump haters, are Republican haters. Uh, we don't know where they're coming from. So for me, until I know that, I can't report on this with any certainty at all. I certainly can't analyze it. So that's why we're not doing it. Now, I'm not telling you not to watch the hearings. If you want to watch them, watch them. But you should understand that you are seeing something that has been scripted. Nancy Pelosi is not going to invite anybody in there who's going to say, well, they weren't so bad. <laughs> I mean, she's not. And I don't know whether anybody would say that anyway. It was pretty horrendous. Okay. Joe Biden's schedule. Uh, nothing. Well, that's not fair. I may be, uh, he, he went over to visit the uh, director of national intelligence uh, to find out about national intelligence. And he gets a briefing on national intelligence every day. So I went over there. It's not really clear, but that's where he went at 220. And he doesn't have anything else on his schedule. Uh, nice work if you can get it. Isn't that the cliche? So yesterday, uh, Mr. Biden uh, met with the uh, prime minister of Iraq to announce that combat missions for the U.S. forces will cease by the end of the year. Um, and OK, um, we're going to do Afghanistan, by the way, tomorrow. I'm still gathering information. This is looking really bad over in Afghanistan. But I don't want to report and analyze it until I have all the pieces in place. Anyway, um, the Iraq Biden meeting was open to a few questions. And remember, Joe Biden doesn't answer questions. He doesn't hold press conferences. He's not really available. And this is what happened. Go. Veterans Affairs is going to have a mandate. You are such a pain in the neck, but I'm going to answer your question because we've known each other for so long. It has nothing to do with Iraq. The answer, no. <laughs> I'll answer your question. Yes, Veteran Affairs is going to, in fact, require that all docs working in that and facilities are going to have to be vaccinated. 
Okay, so number one, Kelly O'Donnelly, NBC reporter, did her job. All right, so she asked Biden about the mandates in the uh, Veterans Administration that all personnel get vaccinated. It's a legitimate question. Number two, I don't think Biden was trying to demean her. He was just saying, ah, you're a pain in the neck, but I'll answer your question. I didn't see anything wrong with that. Partisans made a big deal out of it, not me. I wish President Biden would answer more questions. I wish he'd do an interview with me, but he won't. Okay. Um, Six months in, I have said this. I don't want to be boring and repetitive, but I am now believing that Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter. That's how he's governing the nation. And you know how the Carter years turned out. But I could be wrong. However, most Americans did at least agree with me in some way. Listen to this. ABC News poll. It's a phony poll. It's a ridiculous poll. Why? Because they surveyed 31 percent Democrats, 24 percent Republicans and 36 percent independents. A seven point gap. There's no reason for that. ABC. And even with that gap, they asked this question, thinking about the next 12 months, would you say you feel optimistic or pessimistic about the way things are going in this country? Optimistic, 45. Pessimistic, 55. Even with that big advantage to the Democrats. So 55% of those answering this bogus poll say they feel pessimistic. Now, they did another poll, same question, on May 1st. Then it was optimistic, 64. Pessimistic, 36. So that's dropped 20 points among Democrats about I'm pretty pessimistic and Joe Biden's in charge. So why is this happening? COVID's a reason. Doesn't seem to ever go away. But gun violence and the economy are the two other big reasons. So ABC, same company that took the poll, they uh, did a report with the Gun Violence Archive, a research group. And they said from Saturday, July 17th to Friday, July 23rd, a six-day period, at least 915 shootings took place in 47 states and D.C. 430 people dead, 1,007 wounded. Top states, Illinois had 109 shootings. Texas, 63, Pennsylvania, 59, California, 52, New York, 48. That's in six days. So why is this happening? Because the violent drug gangs are running wild in the urban centers. And what's Joe Biden's solution? He's going to surround the gun stores. (laughs) Unbelievable. It really is. When you step back, no matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, if you're a mugwump, whatever you are, the serious sitting president say, I'm going to solve the gun violence problem by cracking down on gun stores. I mean, really, you know, beyond the pale. All right. Let's bring in a guy who is watching news coverage because his life depends on it. And what I mean by that is the purveyor of BernardGoldberg.com, the legendary Bernie Goldberg, is a media guy, has been for decades, probably since William Howard Taft was president. And uh, 
He makes a living on BernardGoldberg.com by analyzing the media, among other things. Number one, do you think my assessment of President Biden is unfair? No. I think the easy answer is that journalists traditionally, historically, side with Democrats over Republicans. That's because journalists are liberal, Democrats are liberal, and they see the Democratic views as reasonable views, and they see conservative views as way out of the mainstream. So, so my quick, easy answer is that they go easier on Biden, certainly, than they went on Trump. That goes without saying. But I know that you like evidence-based analysis, so I did some research. The Pew Research Center did a study of the first 100 days. I don't think there's much difference between the first 100 days and the second 100 days, but of the first 100 days of the Biden administration. Get this, Bill. 78% of the stories about Joe Biden were negative. 78% were negative. But that was when the audience was conservative. So when the audience was conservative, almost all the stories about Biden were negative. But when the audience was liberal, only 19% of the stories about Biden were negative. So in plain English, if you're watching Fox, almost everything about Biden is negative. If you're watching CNN or MSNBC, almost all the stories about Biden are positive. And that's because, and I think you'll agree with me on this, that's because this is not any longer about journalism. This is about business. And the business model is simple. Pander to the audience, give the audience what it wants to hear. Don't do anything that might make them angry by exposing them to views they, they don't feel comfortable with. And as a result, almost everything about Biden is negative when it's to a conservative audience and the opposite when it's to a liberal audience. All right, but let's get back to me. It's all about me, all right? So I think President Biden's doing a bad job, and I'm not saying that because many of my viewers on the first TV or BillOReilly.com or listeners on WABC radio think that as well. I'm saying it because I'm analyzing things like the border, the economy, violence uh, in the streets, foreign affairs, how people are doing financially, and all of it is coming up not good. So therefore, right. me, go ahead, go ahead. Let me pick up on two of those specifics that you just mentioned. The border. That's his, he created that mess. Yeah. If you go back, and I did this on my website a while ago, if you go back and do nothing more than quote Joe Biden, he practically gave the immigrants from Central America an engraved invitation to come to the United States. So whatever's happening on the border, that's Biden's problem. That's a mess he created. Now, if Trump had created a mess to this extent, it would be nonstop New York Times, page one. Okay, we, but we, that's obvious. The second thing is crime. I just wrote a column that's going to be up on my website in a few days. Crime may br very well bring down 
the Democrats next year and maybe even in 2024. Because Joe Biden, like most liberals, thinks we have a gun problem. Conservatives and Republicans think we have a criminal problem. And Joe Biden doesn't want to state a very, an uncomfortable truth that a lot of these criminals, I would venture to say almost all of the people you see looting high-end stores in big cities and casually walking out of the stores because they don't bear any consequences. Not only are those cities run by Democrats, but Joe Biden doesn't want to talk about the, root, the one root cause that Joe Biden and Democrats don't want to talk about. The only root cause they don't want to talk about, fatherlessness. I would venture to say almost every single one of those people looting stores grew up in a house without a father present. That's the problem. But it's even Guns. worse than that. The well, vast majority of people being shot and killed are African-American. I mean, I think in some places like Chicago, it's 90 percent right, of the victims you, you, of violent crime are African-American. Yet you see no urgency, just absolutely. like lawyer, no urgency to, to stop the gunfire. To, to confront the drug gangs who are doing it. Everybody knows it's the drug gangs. It's not just it's not bank robbers doing it. It's drug gangs, and they're all the, minority gangs. So The only black lives that matter are these people, to, to the people you're talking about. The only black lives that matter are the ones that get hurt when a white cop is involved. That's right. So, so Americans so, know that, and according to this ABC poll, um, they are pessimistic that Joe Biden's going to solve any problem. And here we go back to President Biden. I have seen nothing, not only in his six months as president, but in his senatorial career as well. I have seen no problem-solving ability, none. And Jimmy Carter had none either, which is why his administration spun out of control in the economy, in gasoline, in a variety of different ways. If people were alive back then, you saw it with your own eyes. Biden is the same skill set that Carter had, which is nothing. And, and yet I he think, got elected I think president. that's the story. And yet he got elected president for two reasons. One, he wasn't Bernie Sanders because they figured Bernie is too far to the left, he can't win. So they nominated Joe Biden. Two, he wasn't Donald Trump. That is a major factor. America didn't say, we want Joe Biden. We think this guy is so charismatic, so visionary. We have to vote for Joe Biden to be president. No, they didn't want Donald Trump. They didn't want four more years of Donald Trump. That's why he's president. But I don't believe, I believe Joe Biden is the president technically. But I think he's sitting in the back seat while the progressives are driving the car. And that's why they don't want to blame criminals for, cr for crime, because if you blame criminals, the progressive wing of the party is going to get all upset. No, no, you can't blame criminals. You can blame racism, but you can't, you can blame racism for everything, by the right. way. Right. So, final question I have predicted here, and, and obviously in 17 months, a lot could change. But I have predicted here a massive backlash against the woke movement, the progressive movement, Joe Biden, Democrats in general, in the midterm elections of 2022. I believe the GOP, as 
ineffective as they are right now, and the Republican Party is not effective right now, I believe they will take back the House and the Senate in November 2022, which effectively will end the Biden presidency and the progressive movement. What say you? I say you're, you're on to something because history, for one thing, history is on the GOP side. In almost every election since World War II, the president in power during the first uh, midterm election lost seats. I think it's about 26 seats in the House and about two seats in the Senate. So history is on the Republican side. But this time around, they also have several other things on their side. They have the border on their side. They have pending inflation on their side. And to me, this is the most single, single most important. They have crime on their side because suburban voters who deserted the Republican Party and voted for Joe Biden, they see what's going on and they're worried that that crime is going to hit their neighborhood. That's right. Just as it a fancy section of Washington, D.C. a few days ago. It's no longer in their neighborhood solely. Now it could be in your neighborhood, and they don't want that. And I think that's going to be the biggest single factor uh, giving uh, Republicans the advantage. Yeah, and I history. mean, if the economy worsens, obviously it's going to even be worse than we think it's going to be. You know, I heard a rumor that uh, if people sign up for BernardGoldberg.com um, and you actually run into them somewhere in your travels, that you'll buy them dinner. Is that true? <laughs> if I say yes, just to go along with your silly nonsense, I'm going to be hit up for all That's sorts right. of dinners. You're, you're not going to be able to go out of the house. You better get a gold or one of those platinum <laughs> American Express. I want I want to thank, seriously, seriously, I want to thank your many viewers and your audience who came over to the website, and I welcome anybody who hasn't come over, come on over. I will not agree with you. You will not agree with me 100% of the time, just as I assume you don't agree with Bill O'Reilly 100% of the time, but neither he nor I will pander to you. We'll give you our honest opinion. Sometimes you'll agree, most of the time, I think in my case, and sometimes you won't. If you need somebody to agree with you 100% of the time, please don't waste your time coming to BernardGoldberg.com. All right. And there are plenty of other places to go for that, that's for sure. All right, Bernie, stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for helping us out today. Appreciate it. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Now, here's a very interesting story in New Jersey, Union County, New Jersey, Roselle Park. Um, a uh, 54-year-old woman, I'm not even going to say her name because I just don't want to bring on any hate to her, put a bunch of obscene signs in uh, her mother's front yard, uh, her mother obviously elderly, uh, and the signs say uh, F. Biden and all that. They're obscene signs. Okay, so the uh, town uh, got a judge, uh, Gary Bundy, uh, to remove three of the most obscene signs on the property, and now there's a court fight over it. So the ACLU is representing the woman pro bono for free, saying, no, no, she has a right to uh, put the obscene Biden signs up on her mother's lawn. The New York Times even agrees with the woman and the ACLU. But I do not. Um, I think this is a local issue. And if Roselle Park, the people who run it, or my town or your town, if they don't want public obscenity, they can make an ordinance, a town ordinance. It says we don't want public obscenity. And if you do that, you're going to be sanctioned or fined or whatever it may be. Because this gets out of control. And, you know, there are children involved. And a woman, this is unbelievable, says, well, no children walk by my mother's yard. Well, come on. Come on. And have children seen and heard obscenity? Yeah, far too much of it. But I I don't want that in my neighborhood, do you? Because once this starts, then it never stops. Then we have hatred on display everywhere. Now, you have a constitutional right to hate, but not to put people in a not threatening circumstance. You, You can't say this is threatening behavior, but it is obscene behavior. Okay, and you are, as an American citizen, have a right not to be subjected to that if your town agrees. So I think the woman uh, is wrong, and the ACLU and the New York Times are wrong, as they almost always are, even though they're defending an attack on Joe Biden. All right, COVID. So the CDC, uh, they don't know what to do about this variant that has hit the unvaccinated population of the United States heart. They don't know what to do. So 30 percent of us are unvaccinated. And this Delta variant COVID thing is now coming strong. And a lot of people getting it who are, again, unvaccinated. Ninety seven percent of those hospitalized in the last month or so are unvaccinated, according to the hospitals themselves. So now the CDC doesn't know what to do because 30 percent, a lot of people. So they're issuing guidance, not mandates, because they can't really do that. And the guidance is if you go inside in some high COVID areas like Florida, the highest rate of COVID there now, then you should wear a mask. That's what the CDC is saying. Is there anything wrong with that? No. It's not a mandate. They're not forcing it. If you're a private business, you can demand that anybody coming into your store or your concert or whatever you have indoors has to wear a mask. You can do that. Now, I, at this point, will not patronize those businesses. I made it clear. All right. I don't want 
to run around, carry a mask around. I'm vaccinated. I'm not going to be foolish. I'm not going to go into crowds of strangers because no vaccination is 100%. None. But the, the stats are overwhelming that if you are vaccinated, you are protected. And even if you get COVID, it's going to be a very light situation. You're not going to be in a hospital unless you have terrible immune system. You know, there are always caveats. But there's a lot of discussion about this um, because the CDC doesn't really know what to do. Now, the federal government can't mandate anything here. All right. So Biden can't come out tomorrow and say, I'm signing an executive order says you'll have to wear masks. Unconstitutional. But the states can, as we discussed yesterday. And of course, Newsom, the governor of California, is taking the lead. Go. Look, uh, we are mindful uh, that we are here at an important juncture in the history of this pandemic, this disease. And while it's absolutely true, and I appreciated the comments, that California is leading the nation in terms of doses administered. Over 43.5 million doses have been administered in this state, 17.6 million more than any other state. We are mindful of the increase in positivity rate. We're mindful of the efficiency of the Delta virus. We're mindful of the increase in case rates and hospitalization rates in this state because too many people have chosen to live with this virus. We're at a point in this epidemic, this pandemic, where choice, individual's choice not to get vaccinated is now impacting the rest of us in a profound and devastating and deadly way. Well, that's not true. It's not a deadly way. Those vaccinated, vast majority, maybe 99.9% are not going to die. But the COVID thing isn't going away because of the unvaccinated. That's the truth. Now, Newsom himself is in big trouble. So the recall election in September, he may get booted. Uh, a guy named Larry Elder, who you may know, he's a commentator on radio and TV. Uh, he's in the race. And the polls show that he's gaining strength. Now, Biden, uh, Biden Newsom, is going to get booted because he overstepped his boundaries on this COVID. He ruined thousands of businesses by overreacting, as he is now. But it is a terrible situation. Okay, Um, the cities that have said you have to wear masks inside now, these are mandates, are Los Angeles, St. Louis, Palm Beach, Florida, Pasadena, California, right adjacent to Los Angeles, and Savannah, Georgia. Okay, so those cities can do that. Federal government cannot. In San Francisco, the private businesses, the bars, say You can't come in and drink unless you have proof of vaccine. That's San Francisco. In Boston, Boston College, Catholic University says you can't come on campus uh, if you're a student in the fall unless you're vaccinated. So about 600 colleges have done that um, out of 5,000. And I think more will do it. And it makes sense because the kids are living in dormitories and they're into the classrooms. It's a tough one, but uh, Boston College is a big, big school. So 600 have mandates. Students have to be vaccinated uh, out of 5,000. And a lot of the other 5,000 have rules. And, you know, um, my two kids are uh, turning universities and they're both vaccinated. 
That's all I can tell you. Japan's crazy with COVID because only 30% of the population there has been vaxxed uh, as opposed to 70% of we in America. And I wrote my message of the day on how lucky we are in the USA. Uh, I hope you read it on BillOReilly.com. Well, anyway, in Japan, um, they had just today, because remember, they're ahead in time, uh, 3,000 new COVID cases. 3,000 in one day, Japan. As far as the Olympics are concerned, 155 cases linked to the Olympic Games. Now, in the Olympics themselves, the ratings are going up a little bit. Uh, it's a basically three-way race for dominance between the United States, which uh, by tape time led with 25 total medals. China had 21, Russia 18. So we got to beat China because China is so awful um, that we got to beat them. <laughs> so more people are watching. I'm not opposed to that. I've tuned in occasionally. I'm rooting for Katie Ledecky. Uh, and a lot of the other magnificent U.S. athletes that have nothing to do with politics. Um, let's see what else on the Olympic front. Okay, so CBS Morning News, very liberal outfit, as they all are in the morning. Um, and they bring on a guy named William Roden, used to be a New York Times columnist, now works for ESPN. So Roden uh, apparently is objecting to seeing the American flag at the Olympic Games. Roll the tape. I love the opening ceremonies of March of Country. Then I just realized, you know, man, particularly after these last four years, I had it wrong. Nationalism is not good. We've seen the rise of white nationalism. Nationalism is not good. And also this whole idea, I, I keep thinking back on the uh, Capitol riots, mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of, um, you know, U.S. flags. Right. So now when I see the flag and the flag raises, man, where, what, what, what America am I living in? Uh, the America that has allowed you success, Mr. Roden, that's the America you're living in. OK, so this guy, he doesn't want to see the flag, the American flag. He's entitled to his opinion. I don't want to see him. Ever. But I had to show you the soundbite to show you how this lunacy is all over the place. Now, ESPN, I mean, if they didn't have football, pro football and college football, they'd be gone. I mean, it's just crazy left. And who owns ESPN? Disney. Mm. Scott Hawley, uh, senator from Missouri. He doesn't like uh, critical waste theory. Neither do I. I wrote my column on it, posted on BillOReilly.com. I hope you read it. It will arm you with the facts. So you got to take the emotion out of these arguments. So uh, Senator Hawley has uh, introduced the Love America Act in the Senate. Roll it. It's time to reclaim that and to teach our children who we are, who they are. And that's why my bill would say, listen, if a school district gets federal money, you've got to teach kids the basic truth about the country, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration, Pledge of Allegiance. These are the things, the, the documents that express the ideals that unite us as Americans. You've got to replace the lies with the truth. And that's what I'm trying to do. OK, there's a problem, though. That's never going to pass, by the way, because... The Senate is a Democrat with Kamala Harris, a tiebreaker. Um, but the problem is, who defines the truth? You know, who, who, who does that? So the progressives are trying to ram this critical race theory down the throats of school children who have no idea what the truth is. They're six. OK, and that's horrible. It's horrendous. 
But if you put, pass a law, a federal law, that says we're not going to give you money unless you teach the truth, then somebody's got to decide what that truth is. And that becomes very problematic. So the way to do this is to, it's a local issue. And school boards and principals have got to be responsible. And I know many of them are not. But the folks have got to rise up in your town. If you see craziness, you got to fight it. So I taught history. It's not hard to teach it. It's not hard to teach it. Because things happened and you pass those on to the urchins, both good and bad. Now, this is one of the biggest scandals that I've ever seen in my um, reporting lifetime, the Durham report. So you'll remember 27 months ago, Attorney General William Barr, under President Trump, appointed John Durham, U.S. attorney from Connecticut, to look into whether the FBI or intelligence officials committed crimes when they investigated the Russian collusion fraud. Okay, 27 months ago, we had nothing. Millions and millions and millions of dollars spent. We don't know anything. So now the Biden Justice Department says when we get something and nobody knows when that is, we'll put it out to the public. Okay, fine. 27 months. Something wrong. I'm on it, but I don't know what to tell you. There aren't any leaks coming out of there. They're buttoned down. I think they are uh, giving uh, people on the Durham Investigative Committee lie detector tests about uh, whether you talked about this outside. think that's what they're doing, and that's why you haven't heard any leaks. All right, so this comes under the file, You Reap What You Sow, a biblical reference. So you may remember former California Senator Barbara Boxer, uber liberal, okay? Uh, whatever the progressive cause was, Miss Boxer loved it. She is 80 years old now. She was on Monday walking down the street in Oakland, California, and she was attacked. She was mugged near Jack London Square, which is a prominent square in Oakland where people, tourists go. The Boxer was attacked on the street and mugged, okay, 80 years old. Here's what she said. Go. Well, he pushed me very hard. It's hard for me to describe what happened because it was so fast. But when I started to move away from him, he came behind me, pushed me hard. And then before I could fall, almost like he grabbed my phone in the front. So it's just hard to put it all together. All right. So uh, apparently she's not hurt, but the guy did assault her and stole her phone and other stuff. So... When I saw this, I went, the first thing I said, rather than being sympathetic to Senator Boxer, which I should have been, okay, I should have said, yeah, I hope she's okay, but I didn't. I didn't do that, and that's my failing, all right? I said, eh, you know, <laughs> what goes around comes around, because Boxer and her progressive cadre has allowed all this out-of-control out crime. They, they don't want to stop it. They don't want to do anything to stop it. 
But still, it was my failing not to put the welfare of a the physical welfare of a fellow citizen ahead of my scorn for her ideology. Now, uh, we hear a lot of about totalitarianism, so here, listen up. This day in history, July 27, 1943, the Nazi army, the Wehrmacht, had invaded the Soviet Union and was on its way to defeating that country. If that had happened, Adolf Hitler uh, might not have lost the war. So, in the middle of this hellacious fight, the dictator of the Soviet Union, Joseph Stalin, made a new law outlawing cowards. Quote, panic makers and cowards must be liquidated on the spot. Not one step backward without orders and higher from higher headquarters. All right. Commanders who abandon whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, so basically Stalin says we're going to shoot and kill anybody who retreats or shows any cowardice whatsoever. Going to execute them. Our own guys. That's totalitarianism, July 27th, 1943. By the way, as you know, the Russians did defeat the Germans, and that was a turning point of the war. Quick break, back with mail segment, and a final thought that I think you'll enjoy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, Edward, my wife teaches at a small private school. They receive a very generous grant from a private foundation that is stipulated. The school must spend a couple of thousand dollars every year teaching critical race theory material. I wouldn't do it. If I were in the classroom, I wouldn't do it. I just say flat out, no. If they fired me, I'd sue them. Period. Chris. Concierge, remember, great column, Bill. If critical race theory doesn't define out-and-out communism, I don't know what does. Lenin would be proud. Lenin would like it. It's on the road to socialism, communism, but it's, it's, not, it's just a part of it, not the driving force. But it's horrible. Judith, Bill, the reason people don't want to get vaccinated is we can't trust anyone in medicine. Well, Judith, that doesn't really hold up under scrutiny, that theory, because... The medical community has wiped out most illnesses on the face of the earth. Life expectancy in the USA and almost all other countries way up because of medical science. So not trusting it, I don't know if that's a good place to be. David, once again, Bill, you've cogently stated the pitfalls of not being vaccinated. Originally, I was non-committal. However, I decided after a conversation with my doctor that I had nothing to lose 
and more to gain by getting the vac, so I did, and everybody in my family now has it. You made the key decision to talk to your doctor. That is the key decision. Okay. George Cooney, Wandanet, Michigan. My body, my choice is the mantra for pro-choice people, not so much for COVID-19 vaccine. It's a good point. Did impose that on you in a heartbeat. The uh, pro-choice people don't pro-choice when it comes to COVID. Donna, you're exactly right, and that's why I'm not watching cable and network news. I'm tired of wokeness. Robert, the problem with the Olympics goes a bit deeper. Much of the Olympics now dominated by professional athletes. They play for money, not for the school or state or national pride. That's because all the countries are professionals. So we in the United States had to do it. And we did it. Brian Taplitz, Cincinnati. Do you think the reason there is so much wokeness at the Olympics is because many of the woke athletes want to sponsor? No. I think they just talk amongst themselves. They want to be accepted. And that's what's going on. Uh, 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 one more letter, one more letter. Um, Ian Edgehill, Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Excellent final thought on the long game, Bill. As I always told my co-pilots, no fast hands on my flight deck. Respond, don't react. Excellent. Respond, don't react. That will save you a lot of grief. Um, Pat Krumacher, Lauderdale by the Sea, Florida. For renewing my premium membership, I received Killing the Mob. Just finished the book. Loved all the information. Thank you, Pat. Killing the Mob still going great. If you sign up, re-up, upgrade, get it free, and I think you're going to want to read this. Uh, information on the Trump O'Reilly History Tour on BillOReilly.com. I'll link you right over to the box office. Make it very easy. Word of the day, do not be unctuous when writing to me. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. Right back with a final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, final thought of the day. It's funny, we have a news organization here that's a really good one, and I have good folks working for me, as you know. But we've, we've made an extension of that into the concierge membership program on BillOReilly.com, where I actually give advice to people who watch and listen to me in a variety of different ways. It can be a trip, where to go, where to stay, or it can be a complicated personal situation. Now, I can't give financial advice or medical advice or any of that, but I can help you out with the things that I've learned over a course of a lifetime in journalism, okay? So I'm asking concierge members watching now, if I have helped you, please write me a letter, tell me how. I'll protect your privacy, because we do that. You won't, nobody will know it's you. But just tell me how I've helped you out, and I'll read those letters tomorrow for others who might want to consider concierge membership. I really appreciate it. Again, it's bill at billoreilly.com. And we appreciate you watching this evening. We'll be back again tomorrow.